This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, that's right. We are back yet again. The regular rotation is back. For your satisfaction, your ear listening needs, we are here for you. Proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation and Highland Custom Builders. Your vision built custom. Sitting as my shotgun, as always, is Mr. Kyle Outridge. Kyle, how's the day shaking out? Hey, my man, doing well. Getting the day started. It's a little rainy out here today, but, uh, you know, another good day. Nice weather. How you doing today, sir? You know what? The sun is shining here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm sitting down by the container pier in the mobile studio doing the podcast, what I love to do. We had a great show lined up for today. Obviously, going to go around the NHL, a little chatter, a little banter. And then we're going to jump in to Kraft Hockeyville's winner. That's right. Twillingate has won, and they're Newfoundland's pride. And we're going to have the mayor on today talking about the big win and everything surrounding Twillingate and what's going to happen with the money and how they're going to do the arena upgrades. Cannot wait to hear that. But... Going around the NHL today, sir, it looks like the Florida Panthers are in a mode where they want to save money, bringing in Mr. Zito from the Columbus Blue Jackets as their new general manager. He's known as a kind of cap specialist, uh, you know, a penny pincher kind of guy. So it looks like they're going to be going the Billy Bean strategy of trying to build the Florida Panthers as cheap as possible, which may lead to some players exiting town and may also have Mr. Coach Joe Quinville having more of an input on the players that are actively on the roster. For you, at first glance, Kyle, when you see a guy come in that is a penny pincher, do you feel like the fan base is excited by that or maybe a little let down because there were some names that were in the hopper, like a Chris Drury or even uh, Eddie Olchick, you know, that could have been on that team to guide them and bring in players, but it looks like they want to have someone with a financial mindset to uh, kind of lead them, I guess, to a lower cap figure, especially where the economy's not so great. And maybe for the business side, that's good. But for the uh, the player side, maybe the on-ice product, it may suffer again. And we all know what it's like down in Florida. They're not making the playoffs. And even when they make a little noise, there's no fans in the stands. So I don't know how you can justify making money if you don't spend a little. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, first look at it, you're like, you know, you know yeah, he, like you said, he's a penny pincher and, I mean, if you're a Florida Panthers fan and a team that, you know, has struggled to bring in fans every year, 
Um, you really want a guy that's going to go out and get you some big name players, some big guys. Um, so I'm sure there's a there's there's some of the uh, Florida Panthers fan base out there that isn't too impressed with the uh, with the signing. But at the same time, things weren't working the way they were, and uh, you have to make a change. Now you got to remember, you know, he's been he's been a, among those those teams that have you know penny pitch but big, have been successful. And most recently, the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was he served, I believe, as an associate general manager for that team. So he knows how to build a team with, you know, valued players that are undervalued maybe maybe dollar wise, right? So at the end of the day you can't you can't jump to too many conclusions. Um I mean Florida had to had to part ways with Talon. I mean reports were coming out it wasn't looking good. So either way this is a, another direction for the Florida Panthers. Um hopefully you know, I mean I'm a Leaf fan so I, I don't really want to see the Panthers do too well but I mean hopefully they can figure it out. Azio's a good name. He's been around a long time. Um, he served as general manager of the U.S. team in 2018 for the World Championships, and uh, he was uh, also in uh, also a part of the Cleveland Monsters when they went to the Calder Cup victory in 2016. So uh, he knows how to win. Uh, he knows how to look for for talented players, and uh, hopefully he can help Florida get it done. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's some uh, Florida Panther fans out there that aren't too excited about this. Well, I played this little game with Jen a little while ago, and I'll play it with you. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple names out from the Florida Panthers, and you say yes or no if they're around with this squad uh, beyond uh, this off season. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky. Yes. I uh, look at a player like Aaron Ekblad. Mm, no. And then I look at the uh, the big name, and everybody loves him. Obviously, he's a a player who's always on the ice and always uh, takes the Leafs to task, so to speak. Uh, Barkov. Ooh, that that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say yes, just because of his talent, but I, he could be a piece moved pretty quickly. I will say uh, they did this one on the, the Steve Dangle podcast, and I mean the cap hit is astronomical to buy him out. But you have to mm-hmm. think, Bobrovsky, if he can't get it going again this year coming up, there might yeah. be a problem there. You're paying $10 million for that goaltender. That yeah. is a huge price tag. No, it, it it really is, and that's why I said like he'd be staying because I mean at the end of the day uh, he didn't he didn't stand on his head he didn't do uh, he didn't go above and beyond in a sense so who which team's really going to want to take that cap hit and and really going to want to take him off their hands and does Florida really want to buy that out right now so um, I see Florida hoping for the best this coming upcoming season with Bobrovsky but yeah it's definitely a show me year for Bobrovsky I would agree. I hope so. Well, you know, he's a year-on-year-off kind of guy, so maybe this will be the year-on. Uh, we'll move along. Uh, the Boston Bruins, Toronto's big bad nemesis, have been bounced from the playoffs. Yes, you know, not so long ago, really, be, to be honest here. In 2011 or whatever it was, when the Boston Bruins were on the rise with that young core, they weren't the hated team. You know, but the, the adage goes, you know, you hang around long enough as the hero, you end up becoming the villain. And yeah. now these guys are the villain, and everybody. It used to be just Leaf fans after 2013, but it seems like everybody's gotten on the cry shand wagon and are very excited to see him, you know, out of the playoffs and no longer playing. And and you know, the Boston Bruins. You look at them; they're the big bad Bruins, but now they're also going to be down some players. You know, they're going to be yeah. down the Zeno Charas, the Tory Krugs. Um, you know, are they going to come back? Is Tuka Rask yeah. going to be the goaltender still with the yeah. Boston Bruins as well? You know, he's you know flirted with the idea of saying maybe I'll retire after this year. And you know, Zdeno Chara is not getting any younger. Obviously, still an effective player, but at 42, maybe 43 years old when he signs his next deal, 
does he have another $5 million season in him, which is what he'll want? And then Tory Krug obviously wants a huge payday, but you got to pay the Charlie McAvoy's and things like that. And unless you're yeah. dismantling this squad by sending out a Krejci or other type of players, um, I don't know how you're going to fit everybody under this cap, especially with the crunch. So I think, yeah. you know, for the Leafs, for, and I put it back to the Leafs here, folks, at right. least for Leafs fans, if they're without Chara and without Krug, that is a weaker defense. And if they don't have Tuka Rask anymore, well, it's looking like the Toronto Maple Leafs will be vying against the Tampa Bay Lightning for top spot in the Eastern Conference, which is not a bad thing. But Boston looks like they're in a world of hurt this offseason. But you know what? They always seem to find a freaking way. So and I look at the uh, David Pasternak contract. So maybe they'll pull a couple more rabbits out the hat and we'll be sitting here eating our shoes later. But right now, I'm I'm happy they're out of the playoffs, and I'm happy to, to hear that they're having some peril with some of these players because for so yeah. many off-seasons, it's been the Toronto Maple Leafs that have been the uh, leading the way with a restricted free agent or signing a guy, and it's all the news and all the hoopla. So hopefully this off-season yeah. we can be a little quiet. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie, I was a little excited to see Boston go out, and uh, I enjoyed the memes of all the all the Marshawn crying and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like you said, Boston definitely has some uh, some glaring issues that they have to uh, deal with this offseason, something they're probably not too uh, too used to over the last few years if they've just been coasting through. But uh, like you said, Zdeno Chara, he's, uh, he's, uh, his contract's up, so where does he sit? What does he want to do? Um, Tuka Rask, I mean, he left a pretty big target on his back for the Bruins fan base after uh, leaving the team. And, yeah, and no, hold on a second. I got, I, at the same time, I can't blame him. I'm not yeah. going to blame him. I mean, family first, but at the same time, um, you know, with everything that happened and the way things went, uh, you can't you can't think that Tuka Rask might have been able to help that or change that. You know so, what? Obviously, uh, he definitely could have, but you know what? Anybody who's got the opinion that Tuka Rask should have stayed and left his daughter in the hospital with his wife and other family yeah. members is no, an exactly. absolute piece of garbage. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even want you listening to the show. If that's the way you think, you're absolutely yeah. a trash human being. You know, yeah, you're, you're, and there was tons it, of them out there, and it was sad to see. Um, and it's, uh, you, you know, it's sad that, that you know, Boston fan base, you know, went on a tirade and, 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 and hosted him out like that. But at the same time, it, it does leave question. And he, he said he said remarks, you know, and he's thought about, you know, the, the end of his career. So uh, there's lots of lots of openings and a lot of a lot of holes that they're going to have to fill. Um, you know, Zdeno made what I believe it was just over three million after incentives this year. Um, so. You know he's not going to take he's not going to take a, a a show me deal at one million or anything. So he's definitely going to need a couple million dollars on the on the cap. So I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see which way they go. I think it's time Boston's got to start going a little younger. Um, I think they're they're at that point where Tampa was a few years ago, where you got to turn it around and start really building for the next five to ten years, right? So. Uh, like you said, it'll be interesting. We'll have to sit back. As you said, Boston always finds a way. So I won't be surprised if I'm sitting with my hand in my head and my, and my, my head in my hands in the next uh, six months going, what the hell and how did they do it? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but uh, I'm going to enjoy the uh, the subtle sweet victory of Boston being out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it is a sweet victory. It's a good feeling. I mean, it obviously. Is. But here's the next thing, Carl. Now you have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the uh, the New York Islanders possibly. Um, you know, if Philly can't get the job done, and that makes me very nervous because I don't want the Islanders to go on any further. And you just imagine, just imagine the New York Islanders fan base dunking on Leafs fans if they go all the way to the Stanley Cup final and they find a way to win it. Just imagine. 
I, I, I don't well, want that. I want Philly to either get it done or Tampa to get it done quick. Like last year yeah. when the, the Hurricanes made the conference final, I just want it to be a slam dunk. You're out. You're over. It's done. Because I, I don't want to be sitting here listening to others fans. I'm sorry. I just don't. Well, and that's it, right? And I mean, we we had to do it last year, and you know, it seems it seems that you know we all said, well, we got John Tavares and you got Lou Lamarillo, and we're going to be well better off. Well, I'm sorry to say that hasn't been the case uh, since it happened, and uh, yeah, you see Leo Komarov and uh, and Martin over there enjoying their time and uh, getting to play some uh, key playoff hockey. So um, you can't feel you can't help but feel a little bit jealous and. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, there's there's bigger issues for for Leafs and for the Leafs, like we've we've alluded to in previous episodes. And um, you know, I just like you said, I, every every game the Islanders win and every round they go, it just sticks it in a little bit harder and puts it a little <laughs> bit more. So it's uh, it's definitely tough. I'm not gonna lie, I've stopped scoreboard watching a little bit just because it, it's uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> just but, a uh, little bit. It, it's definitely uh, it's definitely hard to watch, but uh, kudos to them. They're getting uh, they're finding a way to get it done. And uh, those guys that you know people said were no good without John Tavares are uh, showing uh, clearly that they can get it done without him. So. Um, I mean, I love having Johnny in Toronto, but, uh, you know, it really does suck watching New York be, be successful every time. You know what? I, I think, like I said last episode, this uh, this offseason will be a pretty telltale one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The next season, yeah. you know, really will be the barometer with, uh, you know, Keith getting a full season, Dubas getting the coach he wants. And really, like I said uh, to Ed Papp there, you know, there's no Babcockying effect or any uh, looming contracts or any of those kind of things going into this season so there is no huge distraction there's no big RFA there's no rift with the coach you're you know buddy buddy with him because you've been through every league with him possible and then your are your big RFAs are already done you've signed Muzzin yeah you got to retool the defense but you know up front you're pretty good you got Freddie behind you in net right now I mean the rumors are swirling like freaking uh-huh. crazy but that's all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what the rumor mill does, right? When when yeah. it gets out there that a player is available, everybody and their their uncle becomes an insider. So I mean, you know, you got to watch <laughs> watch all these fake accounts. I had my heart skip a beat. There was somebody who uh, did an Elliot Friedman parody account. Yes, I seen that. The and I, for the, and it said Freddie Anderson TV. traded to Carolina, and my heart just <laughs> went boo boo. But then I realized. <laughs> But, I mean, you, you look at it, and I want to say a huge shout-out, man. I mean, I showed you guys, you and Jen, uh, a couple of the, the comments we got in the last episode. But, I mean, yeah. people are enjoying the fact that we're bantering about the Leafs the way we do. And the roundtable got huge, huge reviews. So, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, listening, checking it out. It's absolutely awesome to hear that stuff. And uh, yep. we're going to keep it rocking and rolling. And today's not, you know, no bad example. We have the, the mayor of Twillingate coming on to talk about their big win with Craft Hockeyville. Absolutely awesome. And, you know, it breaks down. The hockey's a huge, huge community. You know, separate yourself from your team for a moment. Everybody, when something bad or good happens in hockey, we all try to celebrate it or come together to, to honor whatever has happened. So, you know, to see Twillingate win, you know, you're happy for them. I'm going to ask, uh, obviously, you know, about the, the fact that Tyne Valley didn't win. You know, their their rink built, you know, burnt down in PEI. They really could have used that money to, you know, help speed up their process of getting the rink back. But obviously, Twillingate was a, you know, a worthy candidate to get the money to get the win. So we'll talk to him and see everything breaks down. But hockey's a huge community, man. And it doesn't matter, you know, what your team is. We all can sit here and banter about everything. And that's a good thing. I, I, I always say it most mornings on Twitter when I post something. I always say, you know, play nice in the Twitter sandbox or yeah. play nice in the social media sandbox because 
really, where does it get any of us if we're slinging mud at each other? It may make you feel good for a minute. But are you gonna sit there on a keyboard and battle all day long? Come on now. There's bigger yeah. things in life than that. Let's let's have fun. Hockey is fun. You know, it's something that we all like to talk about. Um, like you said, we gotta gotta play nice in the Twitter sandbox. Everybody get along. But uh, <laughs> looting back to what you said about the hockey community, it's amazing that you know we can all sling mud at each other. But when something bad happens or or something amazing happens, we can all come together and just be one big hockey community. And it's uh it's pretty amazing to be a part of. And uh, you know, the podcast world is almost the same uh, with a bunch of hockey podcasts and everything like that. So um, I, I'm I'm. I'm honored to be a part of it in any way I can be, and uh, you know I just kind of let those people that want to be negative just let them waste away on the side. So, uh, but that's all it is, and uh, hockey will continue, and uh, that's it. No, for sure, buddy. Well, you know what? You hearkened on it just a second ago about community. So how about we get the mayor of Twillingate yeah. on the line, talk about the big win from Kraft Hockeyville, and, you know, keep that community spirit going. So as promised, we are sitting down with the mayor of Twillingate, Grant White. Obviously, Twillingate won the honor of being Kraft Hockeyville's town this year, and they are getting the arena upgrade, the preseason game, everything that comes with it, the bells and the whistles. Are you excited there? Oh, definitely excited. Uh, you know, straight to win for sure and have that preseason game. But more importantly, uh, have that money in our hands. Uh, that's going to be great to get some upgrades done. So now we're looking at the rink, obviously, and I'm just wondering for you, what is the first thing that you think should be upgraded? Oh, boy, that's going to, you know, that's probably going to be a council decision. Uh, there's several upgrades. <laughs> uh, well, probably said I, uh, you know, have a prioritization exercise, I guess, just to see what's needed sit down with our managers, our arena manager and time manager, and uh, we'll go from there. But there's there's a number. I mean, you know, Zamboni issues, leaky roof, upgrades, obviously, the canteen, chiller. Those are the few things that need to be done. So uh, hopefully we'll get uh, as many as done as we can. Well, you know, 52 years old, the rink is right now, and obviously in need of some, some upgrades. You know, what has it meant to everybody in the community there, you know, basically getting – not only the win, you know, and being on the map, but just getting that money and knowing that you're going to be able to revitalize the rink, a place where a lot of people go. And I have to say, I have been up to Twillingate. Uh, I used to work for Bell, so we did some sales up that way. And I stayed at the Anchor Inn and absolutely loved the Anchor Inn, loved the city, loved walking around. I did everything by foot, absolutely by beautiful. Um, I'm wondering just what the buzz is around town. Uh, you know, it's still a buzz, uh, He's not probably uh, as exciting as it was the first couple of weeks. Probably the parties have settled a little bit. But, uh, again, you know, Fullingate, uh, first of all, is the top destination, I guess, in the province for tourism, uh, you know, which is a great thing. And, uh, you know, on another note, uh, when you talk about what it means to the community to have that rink upgraded or to, or to win, uh, you know what, we have the support. Uh, and the rink is used by a lot of user groups as well, obviously, and not only hockey, but... Uh, you know, summer programming festival, which is would have been in the 40th year, the Twilinget Fish on Folk Festival in the summertime, uh, a bit at other plans. But, uh, you know, you have curling as well, uh, figure skating, minor hockey, and it's a, it's a community, it's a not a community arena, but it's a regional one. I mean, up to 25 communities from Twilinget and Newark Island, uh, they use the rink as well. So uh, it's a big win, not only for the region, but, uh, or not only for the community, but for the, for the region as well. So, you know, obviously, we you get the upgrade, you, you get the win, it comes across. Now, did you know beforehand, or did you have any inkling that it might have been you guys, or was everything that's showing on TV exactly as is, you find out as the rest of Canada finds out? Uh, that's exactly how it was. I couldn't reenact that excitement. <laughs> uh, 
years. So, I mean, obviously, you've seen the video, and, uh, you know, it might have been a little bit delayed on my part. I didn't get to see Gary Bettman uh, flip the page and say, well, all I heard was Twill. And he said, Twill, I knew up, and uh, well, obviously, we cycled that in, and there was a lot of screaming and hollering. Now, have you had any conversations so far with uh, anybody from the NHL about the the preseason, obviously, with COVID and everything like that? It does hamper things at the moment, but uh, have they reached out and said it would be this year or maybe next year when things get back to normal, or have they given you any you know inclination on any of that yet? Yeah, so uh, my recreation director, Jeff Blackler, uh, we had meetings with uh, several representatives, I guess, uh, representing Sportsnet, HLPA, the NHL, um, craft, craft signs as well, uh, committee or a hockey go group, and uh, you know we had discussions, and everything is basically to be determined. It's obviously not going to be this year, uh, but we have discussions obviously about the money, and you know, hopefully that'll flow uh, to us soon. And we talked briefly about the game, and uh, how they were asking probably who we would like to have there and things like that. But, I mean, that's a decision I'm assuming that's going to be on their part, not us. If you had to, and I mean, this is a Leaf-centric podcast, so feel free to see any team you guys would like out there, but if you had to have a matchup there, and it was up to you you yourself, just you were the only one allowed to pick, and I know it's a, it would be a vote kind of thing, but just asking you, what teams would you like to see come up to Twillingate and battle it out? <laughs> I'm a big Bruins fan. I'm going to stick with the Bruins, and i got a lot of buddies who are Leaf fans, so I'll pick the Bruins and the Leafs. That would be a good matchup, you know. There's a lot of Maritime boys on the uh, the Boston Bruins, so that wouldn't be a bad thing. And, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs seem to be a fan favorite across Canada, depending on where you are. I mean, I guess they get the love-hate that Boston gets, and obviously you must be a little hurt right now with the Boston Bruins just exiting the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I got a few messages in the last couple of days, so uh, <laughs> don't in there. <laughs> jeez, jeez! Listen, I'm I'm super excited that you guys are you guys were chosen. Um, I have to ask; I'd be remiss if I didn't. Um, obviously, uh, Time Valley with the rink burning down, um, another spot that really could have used the money as well. Um, did you speak with anybody from any of the other uh, you know candidates that were up for the running? Uh, not then. Just uh, basically, uh, I think it was the uh, pre announcement uh, meeting. Had congratulated everyone for being in the top four. Uh, haven't spoken to anyone since. Uh, I think there's some messages to our Facebook group, uh, probably from all uh, communities. But uh, no, I haven't spoken to anyone directly. But obviously, to make the top four is a big accomplishment for all communities. Uh, I think Pine Valley got some levels of government, uh, and we'll look, we'll look at that as we like to stretch this money as far as we can. Uh, but I think Pine Valley uh, might get a new upgrade for them. But uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's great for everyone to be in the final four. Someone had to win. So oh, yeah. Was <laughs> no, you couldn't pick a better spot, obviously. Like I said, I've been up to Twillingate. Beautiful, beautiful spot. And it's going to, like you said, stretch across many communities and have a lot of people being able to do different things. And, you know, when a rink that's 52 years old gets a revitalization is is never a bad thing. Um, for you, going into, obviously, everything with COVID, um, you know, a lot of things will be, you know, touch and go. Um for you guys, do you have a, a plan to get to the hockey back up and running, the rink open? Uh, where are you guys at with that kind of stuff within the community? You know, we're open to have those discussions soon. We have a council meeting, uh, or at least so, uh, we'll have those discussions. But, uh, you know, minor hockey place as well for us to move forward and take uh, part at the association foot. But, uh, you know, as a time, it goes to hope that uh, we move forward because 
in the rink is obviously a central draw. Uh, it's quicker to get in there and get our kids uh, back to uh, some physical activity and the community as well, and that'll be great. No, it definitely will be. And, uh, you know, getting everybody back on the ice, getting a sense of normalcy will be great, obviously. And just being able to kind of celebrate maybe that win, you know, by skating around on the ice and having the banners up and being, you know, the the, the city is Craft Hockeyville is absolutely amazing. I'm wondering for you guys, have you had anyone uh, reach out player-wise or, you know, I know Michael Ryder from uh, from Newfoundland and Ryan Klo, um, anybody reach out and, uh, and congratulate or say they might be swinging by when everything gets up and running? So uh, I'm not sure if you know, but Gary Roberts has a connection to uh, Swollen Gate as well. From there, and he's my wife's first cousin, actually. Uh, uh, that's not why I picked the Leafs to come here. Actually, play for the Leafs. Gary did a little uh, video for us uh, when we were in the Final Four to help push the vote our way, and that was great. So um, you know, other than that, we had uh, you know Dan or Danny Kittry as well. Uh, you know, reached out as well, and. Uh, we had Ryan Cole put a video up uh, for our Facebook page, so that was great uh, to get support uh, from NHL or NHL. You know, some of them are standing up in. So, uh, you know, we had some support from the NHL. Grant, just want to let you know I'm losing you there. I don't know if you're still there. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just tailing off for a moment there. Um, you know that's you know Gary Roberts, one of my favorite players, obviously Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Obviously, my last name is Roberts, so it was very easy to get a jersey from you know a Roberts jersey made, done, signed, sealed, and delivered. So, you know that is awesome. Ryan Clo is awesome. I also seen that you guys had a lot of support from the Newfoundland Growlers as well. Um, you know the ECHL team, so that is absolutely huge. Um, you know I, it would be cool to see them come up and do something maybe too. Um, I know they're not, you know, mixed in with the Kraft Hockeyville crowd, but even for them to maybe come up and play a preseason game when things get rolling, that would be pretty sweet, especially with all the support they chucked out your guys' way. Yeah, I know. It was great to see, uh, you know, when you can get support right across the province. And we've had support and stories right across the province. I mean, you know, minor hockey teams from uh, the Atlantic provinces, reports of people that we know and I'm connected with uh, from good that uh, Twillingate did win and nobody needs to know those numbers everybody in the final four deserved to be there and it's a you know a great accomplishment to be you know top four across the country and now obviously Twillingate celebrates the victory and the parties will be going on I gotta ask you when the rink does get open and set up and ready to roll and COVID kind of hopefully gets in the rear view if we get a vaccine or whatever becomes of it to make it a little easier on everyone uh, do you have something special planned? Is there anything you can give us a little insight to that we may be able to pump up a little bit down the line? Uh, no, nothing planned today. We're just in the process. Craft and Hines and all the all the they wanted us to form a committee to deal with a uh, you know a number of different different uh, um, some of the number of different angles I guess going to be merchandise and uh, community relations. This goes on and on. So we're going to that committee soon and. Uh, you know, they're going to be sending a 
Well, hopefully when everything does get signed, sealed, and delivered, we can have you back on, Grant, and talk about everything that is coming up and basically what you guys have planned. And maybe we can get down there, either myself or Kyle, and, you know, be in person and sit down and have a chat with you and maybe have a brew or two. No, listen, that'd be awesome. We'll definitely keep you you in the loop, and uh, we'll keep everything posted on our Facebook page and through the community website as well. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's a great place, but to be craft hockey at all and, you know, get to... uh, showcase our community right across the nation on hockey night can great but uh you know like you said we're going to continue this party now for the next year and uh after to be a part of it well we're, we're we're glad to be along for the ride and we can't wait to have you back on um thank you very much for taking the time i know you're a busy man you said you're out on the range so i will let you get back to that thanks for taking the late lunch to join us today and hope everything goes well in the beautiful uh, city of twillingate not a problem i want to thank you so much uh, for the sport, and for you guys are welcome to Twilinghate, especially for the big party. <laughs> we All will right. take you up on that 100%. <laughs> not, not, not a problem. All are welcome. All right, sir. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Have yourself a good one. Okay, take care. Well, there you have it, ladies right. and gentlemen. That is the mayor of Twillingate. Obviously, Twillingate, the Craft Hockeyville city choice to represent Canada for Craft Hockeyville. Kyle, absolutely awesome. The city's rocking, the party wants to get going, and they get to have the title for over a year. That's freaking yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome. It's, uh, it's definitely awesome for uh, for Twilight in the community, and uh, you know, clearly uh, you, can, you can sense through the mayor that uh, they're very excited and they're uh, they're ready to party and enjoy it. So, uh, congrats to them. That's awesome. Uh, glad to be uh, an honorary guest now and I uh, look forward to uh, hopefully getting down there and uh, checking out the new digs when they got it all done. But uh, uh, definitely congratulations to uh, Twillingate and everybody in that community. Awesome. Oh, for sure. And, you know, he definitely had his mayor cap on a little bit too. You know, we asked him some questions and it went back to everything's a committee decision. <laughs> Even when I tried to twist it a little bit and say, what would you want? You know, he couldn't couldn't really give the answers because obviously you got to be politically correct and if you tip your hat one way or the other, you know, you might be uh, getting in a little bit of trouble, but we did get out the teams that he would like to see there, and I was a little shocked to hear a Newfoundlander call out the Boston Bruins, but, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. But he, he named the Leafs second, so you figure with his wife's second cousin being, you know, a, a Toronto Maple Leaf that it might be a, a Calgary Flames or a Toronto Maple Leaf connection there, but I guess not. <laughs> It's definitely interesting. It caught me off guard considering our uh, first half of our uh, podcast. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, hopefully, you don't listen to that. But uh, hey, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't be mad to see a Boston Bruins uh, Maple Leafs uh, preseason game out there. I'm pretty sure it'd be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty loud for the blue and white. But uh, either way, I mean, to whoever goes out there and uh, whatever team show up, um, what a, what an achievement for the community and. Uh, what what a, what what's what a positive outlook for them to to look at for the next year after we've gone through all this crap and the, what 2020 really has been. So um, you know, like we were speaking to earlier, distractions. Well, here's a distraction. Here's something to uh, feel good about and uh, you know be excited about, especially if you're out in that that area. It's definitely like you know, like the mayor said, it's a it's a win for all the regions in that area. So uh, definitely exciting and. Uh, 
definitely some positive news to look forward to for the next year. Oh, for sure. You know, and to listen to that, you know, and just how excited the city is and, you know, the fact that they get, they got so many things on their mind of what they want to use the uh, the money for. And then the fact that they're also thinking about reaching out to Tyne Valley and other places to maybe share a little bit of that money and, and get something that they may need for their rink as well, which is just absolutely class act. And, you know, yeah. I, I love hearing those things. And we talked about it just before we brought them on about community and how hockey exactly. is a community. So you look at that and everything that goes into the craft hockeyville and that kind of embodies it. So I really hope that as offside, we can get down there and like we said, have a couple brews and enjoy the party with everyone. And it was great to have the Marion Twillingate on. It's great to have some hockey yeah. banner. Kyle, we'll be back again on Friday, dropping yet another episode. We'll have another great guest swinging by as well. Nail that down here in the next couple of days. But, sir, we are rocking, we are rolling, and this is what we do. It is, my friend. Uh, it's definitely what I enjoy doing. I enjoy chatting with you and uh, talking hockey. So, uh, to all of our listeners and followers, stay tuned. we got some more good stuff coming your way. Hey, like the slogan says, it's Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk. Mm-hmm.